Welcome to the Wisdom for Warriors podcast. On this episode, Ryan Stevens, a.k.a. Coach Thanos. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. I'm here with my buddy, Ryan Stevens. Uh, we've known each other. Let's see. I don't know. 2016, my... I came through the academy. That's right. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, first off, I'm going to let you tell everybody all your titles. All the titles, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh, one of the busiest guys, I guess, right? Um, I'm a dad. I'm a, a, a father, a husband, a man of God, jujitsu coach, firearms instructor, special agent, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's some of the titles. Uh, community servant. I'm a combat veteran. I guess that's some of the titles, some yeah. of the many titles that people try to make me wear, right? Yeah, I talked about that titles in my first episode it was a horrible episode it was just me kind of like plugging the the show and i was like you know I've, I've had a lot of titles over over uh my many years you know you could say a-hole you know drunk pos you know you would fill in the blank yeah you don't have to live up to those titles that's really good you know you you can change those titles you don't have to wear those titles you know there's a lot of people from my past that might still know me as some of those old titles that's exactly right. I, I say the same analogy. I, t- I talk about what's called like NAS- the NASCAR effect. Have you ever heard of this? I don't know. So the NASCAR effect is like you, this car is a high-speed machine. You're a high-speed machine, right? And it drives around this, this these laps, and people want to sponsor it. So they start to sponsor this car. Well, after it goes around, you know, the, you know, four or five races, 100 races, this thing doesn't even look the same anymore. It's got all these stickers all over it, Yeah. right? That's what we are through life we're going through That's these good. laps and people are just slapping stickers and it could be good and bad <clears throat> you know it could be you know you're a combat veteran so you live up to those titles it could be you know you're a you know you suffer from ptsd well then that's another sticker it could be that man you're really smart and now i overtake that and i get that's a big sticker right yeah, yeah, yeah. so now i walk around and i treat people bad because i i think i'm really smart you know or you're tough you know all these and next thing you know the car comes in for service and it's got all the stickers what model is it? We don't even know anymore. Right. You know, so what happens is I tell the men they need to get all those stickers off. So we peel all the stickers off. What model are you? What, like, truly deep down inside, who are you? Or are you living by titles that people have given you? I mean, you and I both know, like, the, the profession we're in. Yeah. People get a badge and a gun and they start to act stupid mm, because yeah. that's a that's a big sponsor sticker. Yeah, that's a big sticker. Yeah, but yeah, but are you sticker. but the gold, question, star. <laughs> the gold star? But are you are you that are you that sticker or are you the make and model of car? That's good. Yeah. So good. That, I share that sometimes. You can, you can put a wrap over anything. Yeah, you can put a wrap over anything. Dang. You can you can yeah you can take the chassis of a one car and put you know yeah. That's good. I like that. I think what, what happens is, well, you and I have been to Man Alive, you know, yeah. and that did change. We'll probably talk about that later. But um, is when people stop for a second, like your listeners, I challenge them to stop for a second and say, who am I? Yeah. Why? Why am I the way that I am? And that's a hard question to ask. But when we talk about that question, uh, when we talk about that question, um, it lets us know, like, uh, it really gives us insight of why we're acting the way we're acting. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we uh, we've talked about Man Alive on a few episodes now. Um, we have we get into that. That's cool. But I, one thing, man, I want to. Um, I talked about it with Bobby in the first episode, man, and <laughs> we're gonna talk about how uh, real quick. We're gonna talk about like how I came to know you and just 
my journey and how it's brought me here yeah and how you've been a part of that and uh so i remember you know coming through the academy <laughs> in 2016 and here's this <clears throat> bald marine i'm like Ugh, you know one of those guys like, this freaking you know he's one of those freaking marines he thinks he's the he's the crab and he's gonna run us up and down these hills back here i hate cardio <laughs> and uh you know that was you know before we obviously got into you actually being my instructor at yeah. gr you know his first week or whatever it was and um then I, one thing that <clears throat> i you like you already did it on this podcast we've been on here for less than five minutes and you're already challenging people oh. and when we were when we got done with gdr you said i challenge you and you were talking to all 15 20 however many of us there were you're saying i challenge you to do something you know to go out and train and you know to go out and better yourself and stuff and i took that as you talking to me and you know that's when i started my jiu-jitsu journey you know i i left and i went and joined uh gracie baja um school and um and then from there became a g came back down and became a gdr instructor that's right and we did the advanced gdr we you know we got to you know beat on each other a little bit for the first time and, <laughs> that's right and you know you you were definitely a huge inspiration for me to better myself and then to strive to get to where i am now to come back here to be an instructor to, yeah you know following your shoes and just you know, just have that passion to help um you know keep other officers safe and you know just to help as many as I can and uh and then even further past that you know just following you on social media and everything before we even really became friends and everything um just like how you know you started talking about God and everything and and your journey with all that and just like you know that started getting me thinking it was before I was you know a born again Christian yeah and I was like man maybe I should look into this God thing you know, a little yeah. bit you know and then uh you know so that it's another you know, aspect that, you know, just from knowing you uh, has helped get me to where I am today. Like, I, I, I don't think I would be here. I, no, I'm, I could probably say this like wholeheartedly. I don't think I would be here if, if you weren't my instructor. Wow. In 2016. Man, I, I just want to say, dude, it's first, that's an honor, you know, um, dude, from the heart, man, I, I love watching people win. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I mean, I th oh, I know why. It's how I grew up, but I love watching people win, and I want to see the best out of people. And so I challenge people just to become better men and uh, and to work harder and, and accomplish things in life that they I know that they can accomplish. <clears throat> so I'm always challenging people. But, man, to be an uh, – it's an honor for, for you to say that you are where you are today, man. I – I'm a nobody. I'm I'm a I'm a broken man. Um, I'm not perfect. I make bad decisions. You know, I just got called out recently for being a Christian, and I, I said the f word. You know, yeah. uh, and I told a Christian story wrong. We did this mindset minute videos, and and I said the Christian story wrong. And so I'm not perfect, but I can tell you that I'm on a mission to become better, and I want to lift people up. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. Like I, I truly can say that and look you in the face. I like watching people win. I don't know why. Like you came to me and say, like when somebody gets a better car, I don't go like, oh man, what's he doing? You know, or like keeping up with the Joneses. I love watching people win. And so like when you guys came through the academy <clears throat> and we're doing, you know, when he says the word GDR, he's talking about like ground defense, ground fighting for law enforcement. And those people, most of those instructors are out of shape or 
they're lying to themselves. They're yeah. like, I'm a bad dude. But in reality, like, you know, you're one sandwich away from a heart attack, you know? <laughs> and so, no, no, not you, but a no, lot, no, but, no, but, yeah, but a yeah, lot of the students, like, yeah. and so I, and so I want to encourage them like, Hey man, go back, get into it, make this a lifestyle, yeah. not just to check the box deal. And, um, so for you to take heed of that, I mean, that just shows you that you were the right soil to grow. Yeah. Some guys, man, I try to motivate and they never, they never do anything. So, uh, for you to do that, I mean, I think it was really cool. And to watch you grow, man, the dude that I met as um, a GDR student, a ground defense and recovery, a ground fighting student for police officers is not the dude I know now. No, absolutely yeah. not. Like a real quick story, dude. We just got after it on Friday at work. So we, we had a, it was a banger of a ground fighting session. Like, yeah, we were, we had, I don't know. We had two black belts, uh, uh, purple, no, a uh, bunch of blue belts, couple white belts, and it will, and all everybody's over two hundred pounds. Yeah, except for Grant, He's except, close. He's except close. yeah, except for our friend Grant, <laughs> but everybody else, a poor bastard. <laughs> but ever nothing, he's been lying yeah, to me yeah. his whole his whole career. Yeah, but um, yeah. um, and so it was just like a bunch of gorillas rolling yeah. around on the mat, and then we just got done, just got done training, uh, on Saturday with a bunch of veterans. Yep first responders. So I'm proud of you, dude, where you've came, just watching your journey that you were the right soil to, you know, uh, climb the ladder. Some dudes, we give them a ladder and they complain about being in a hole, man, my life sucks. This sucks. I'm addicted to alcohol, pornography. I got a bad, bad wife. I got a bad job. And then a dude puts a ladder in their hole and they complain about the ladder. But you grabbed the ladder and I've watched you and do look at you now, man, making a podcast, uh, uh, you know, you're affecting people in different countries. You were just sharing like, like yeah. you had somebody in a different country listening to your podcast. So, yeah. man, I'm, I'm proud of you where you're where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I'm, you know, and even, you know, I, I, even if I only I don't even need to know about it, but if this helps one guy, one person. One marriage, that's all that matters. You know yeah, and it will it will affect one yeah. person. You continue to get it out there, it's gonna affect one person if they listen and say, Hey man, what did he do different? Yeah. Or what is what is Paul doing? What's Ryan doing that's different? Um, man, maybe I need to jump on that bandwagon, just like you did. Exactly. I mean, wherever so, where you so are was like, what is Ryan doing different? How do I how do I man? I appreciate it. My life's not perfect, but dude, I have a damn good life. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, I'm probably the busiest dude you know. Um, that's what you were laughing about. I was laughing about the titles because yeah. <laughs> like I was trying to explain to somebody recently. They were like, hey, what do you do? Just a random dude. And I was like, oh, well, you know. One hour of the day. <laughs> well, it, it was funny because then I got in and I, I saw his face kind of change. Yeah. He's like, you know. You ask a dude, what do you do? And he goes, ah, you know, I'm a garbage man. Or, yeah, that's um, that's I, a flex a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to put you in a box. Right. But this dude authentically wanted to know what I did. And then I just started sharing. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I work as – I train cops for a living. That's what I do, you know, for my, my federal job. You know, and then I own a range. And so we do that and do corporate – and then I also teach jujitsu at a place called – you know, co-owner at the, the, the jujitsu gym. Yeah. And, and people were like – he, he was just kind of like, oh, I'm also married. And <laughs> yeah, yeah kids, kids and that I'm son. And yeah. then we, you know, yeah. uh, we foster kids at the house. And so people, it's just really funny that the dude was just like, what, you know, but people also get confused when they're like, Hey man, have you seen that new TV show? Yellowstone or something. I'm like, bro, I don't have fucking time for TV. It takes me days. Like yeah, when we, I, we sit down to watch a movie, it takes us days. Yeah. I don't watch have a, like an hour and a half movie. 
Yeah, I don't go to the bar. Yeah. I don't go golfing. I don't yeah. literally. I do my job. I serve and I spend time with my family. You know, and then my close circle of friends. Man, we'll carve time and kick it with them. But dude, I don't go bowling. Like I don't have hobbies or sit down and um, what do they call it? Uh, when you watch all the series at once, oh, yeah. binge watch. Yeah, binge watch. Yeah, I can't binge watch, bro. Yeah. I feel like I'm losing time. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I got things to do, bro. Yeah. That's funny, man. Like, that's something. It could be bad. That also could be bad. I could yeah. say that to your listeners. Is sure. also, I struggle with margin. You know, um, I've lost friends over margin. Where the guy's like, "Hey, can you help me move?" And I'm like, "Hey, can I put it on the calendar next month?" They're like, "You're a jerk." And I'm like, "I'm just being honest, bro." Like, I. So it's not good being as busy, but uh, it is good being busy because you only have one life. Yeah. And what are you doing in this life? Like you, you took it on yourself to start a podcast to affect other men. Yeah. You could be sitting down watching a Netflix series, but instead you said, I'm going to go out and do something, you know? And so I think that's good. But when you overdo it, that's what I struggle with is yeah. like, I walk the fine line of falling off the cliff because I'm too busy or, or, you know, um, just staying in the right margins. So it could, it, it could be bad, but yeah. right now I feel like I've got a pretty good. I'm I'm hovering right around four thousand RPMs, right? <laughs> right. I'm not redlining right. yet, <clears throat> so. No, that's good, man. It's, yeah, and and that's the thing, man. Like, it's good and bad, but a lot of people, you know, they wonder why they're struggling in different places, right? Different different things within their lives. Okay, well, let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you doing once you say you get home from your job? Are you like you said? Are you sitting down binge watching something with a lot of profanity? Are you jumping into the vulgar, bottle? You know, yeah. vulgar, uh, you know, uh, pornography type things in there. Yeah. Negative gore, all that stuff. Are you listening to like gangster kill yeah. him, kill him rap? You know, and like super negative songs and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> starting with that, like uh, I tell people all the time, like. Change what you're viewing. Change what you're eating. If you want yeah. to get you want to get skinnier, you want to change your your body image. Yeah, change your diet. Change your diet. Change what you're ingesting. Yeah. Change what you're listening to. Change what you're viewing. Can I share you what what I share with my son? So my son just turned 13. A little stud. He plays all these sports. Yeah. He's 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 my little hero, man. He's just he he is a butthead sometimes, right? He's got all these funny sayings like "no cap," yeah. you know. I stole the bra thing from like I always steal his words, but um, he was watching a lot of YouTube yep. and gaming a little bit. And I walked into I walked in into the room and I said, "Hey, Logan, I need to talk to you real quick." He said, "What's up, Dad?" I said, "I'm gonna go to the kitchen and I'm gonna pull the trash out and um." You know, you know all the trash from last night. We had we cooked this big dinner. So I mean, it was like you know when you pour like gravy in the trash. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not just trash, yeah. right? It's like bad trash. Right. So I said, uh, Logan, I'm gonna go into the kitchen, and I'm gonna grab the trash from last night. I'm gonna go up. And I'm just gonna throw it in your room. And he looked at me all crazy, like what? I said, No, no, that's what I'm gonna do. No, Dad, don't do that. And I said, That's exactly what you're doing with YouTube and gaming. Mm. Is your your mind is your bedroom? Why would you not let me throw? garbage in your room well because it would mess it up and it would take forever to clean then why are you doing that to your brain and he goes dad got it copy and he jumped off youtube you know now he still games a little bit and with gaming there's community he has all of his baseball buddies and and basketball buddies he plays with so you know i'm down with that but um but he got off youtube 
because he realized that he's sitting there and literally just throwing garbage into his brain. That's good. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I love Jesus. I mean, don't get it twisted, man. My heart is owned. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to talk about God. Um, but dude, I still, you know, I'm watching Die Hard. You heard me, yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. So I, you know, I try to walk the fine line. You know, I know my body is rented, but my heart is owned. But I've been trying to make little steps, man. I love me some hate breed Pantera, some heavy yeah. metal, but I've also switched over to Christian rap. And oh, I, dude, dude, there's some bangers out there. Yeah, K- KB and uh, yeah, some other guys. Oh, dude, uh, one guy that I've really been listening to is a guy named No Big Deal. Oh, dude, real. Yeah, I have a um, – so one of the jiu-jitsu black belt guys that I roll with, um, RJ, the guy with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, do you remember him? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't really big Christian, and we had a talk, and I just said, dude, what are you doing with your life, man? What are you doing? Keep doing what you're doing and tell me how that works out. And he was like, mm. oh, crap. So he started making some changes, and this dude who was non-Christian sent me this Spotify playlist that is a banger, yeah, dude. Love that. You know what you should do? I should share it and you put it in the comments of your podcast. I'll do it, yeah. Dude, the, it's it's legit. Well, a lot of times when, uh, when I have a, a Christian metal workout uh, playlist that is just – You have to share that with yeah, me. Yeah, dude. More of age. Like there, there's a lot of bands, too, that yeah. are out there that you – don't realize our Christian that are like skillet is a one. Yeah. Skillet dude. There, uh, there's a bunch of them, but, um, but that's the thing. Like I still listen to the genres that I like, Yeah, but they're most often is more Christian based. You know, yeah. Artists. And here's the thing. It's one small step. Yeah. So I'm going to challenge your listeners to listen to a guy named Jim Rohn, R O H N. Jim Rohn is a motivational speaker. He's known as the Godfather he's one of the godfathers of motivational speaking. So I went on this hiatus one time. I was kind of getting down and out. We could talk about that dark side for a while, but I was kind of coming out of this dark um, season of my life. And I said, dude, I'm going to start just, I'm going to turn my car into a mobile library. I I commute almost an hour to work. So I'm just going to, I'm going to crank it up. So I went on a a binge and I listened to every single Jim Rohn video on YouTube. It took me two years, like every single one. And Jim Rohn, he's got so many good um, uh, quotes and things that he talks about. And one of them, what he talks about is um, mindset, what you're putting into your mind. He said, uh, how can he have two people? One person has a good day and the other person has a bad day. But yet the day is a day. Listen, right. the day is the day. Well, my day's different. No, it's not. The winds of life, Jim Rome says, the winds of life blow on us all. Yep. It's how we adjust our sails is what Jim says. Okay. So one guy gets up in the morning, he opens up the newspaper. People don't do that anymore. Probably <laughs> look on the phone. And first yeah. thing they see, they scroll through Facebook and they see just hate, discontent. Yeah. We're going to war, death, destruction. Then you get in the car and you turn on your radio and it's death, destruction, blown up, shot. This person's dying. You're listening I, to that, that gangster rap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, right? uh, yeah, yeah. Shoot yeah. him up, whatever, yeah. you know, and then you go to work. No wonder why you have a bad day. Right. Or you get up in the morning, you take time and you thank God for what he gave you yes. because are you breathing? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Then you're winning. You woke up. That's yeah, right. you woke up. Good. You have one more day. And then you get in the car and you turn on your gate, you turn on your Christian gangster rap, bro. Yeah. And then you bump, you bump to work. Yeah. And then you come in and you read a motivational quote for the day and say, hey, man, good to go. You know? And so those two people have different days. Well, wonder why. Yeah. 
And that's what Jim Rome kind of talks Absolutely. about. That's so what I'm going to, ch- I'll challenge all your listeners to listen to his stuff and it's all free on YouTube. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to, you know, buy some motivational CD or whatever. And he is good. He's really good. And that's, that's, uh, I'll check that out too. And that's the thing, man, like, Oh, I want to get in shape. I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay. Well then you got to just make the difference. I'm not telling you to go out, run a marathon or join a strongman competition. or like, yeah, crazy. But take that step. Start yeah. doing some push-ups throughout the day. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Yeah. Like, I don't really like good. cardio either, but if I want to yeah. make that change, I'm going to take the stairs. You know, here's something for your listeners, man. You might be in the darkest part of your life, and you say, these two dudes don't know who I am. You might be in the darkest. You might yeah. Your wife might have left you. You might be have done some really bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I have been there. Yeah. I've been – I've touched the bottom of the ocean. I have been like, once you know my childhood, you're going to be like, oh yeah, copy. He was at the bottom. What's cool is soon as you about face and take one step, you're on a new path. That's it. That's what people need to understand. So I could be 40 miles down the wrong road, Mm -hmm. cheated on my wife, stole, you know, stole this on drugs, whatever, whatever your vice, we all vices and you're deep down in the vice. All it takes is an about face. That's it. If you make an about face and take for, for our non-military members, that means just turn around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're using all these terms. Yeah. yeah. So you turn around. Yeah. As soon as you turn around and take one step, if you just turn around, you're not on a new path. If you turn around and look, that means you you have thought about it. That's guys who say, "I want to work out. I want to do this. I want." That's turning around. Yeah. You have to turn around and take a step. As soon as you turn around, you took it. You're on a good path. So no matter how deep, dark, whatever, I can't make it, I'm too over, whatever your vice is, as soon as you stop, turn around and take one step, you're on a new path. And that new path could be a change in your life. You know, I say this, uh, um, I read another book, I think it's called The Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. I think it's called The Tipping Point. Man, I've really become a, a connoisseur of reading books and podcasts. You know, um, but I think it's called the tipping point. And the tipping point talks about one percentage you would never know a day, right? So if I have a line, which is like the medium of your life, it's just the same. And then you have a downturn and an upturn, like on a scale, right? Mm-hmm. From the very beginning of the scale, those choices you can barely notice. Right. But it compounds over time. You know, so you look at it at a five-year mark, there's a little bit of a turn. 10, 20 year, there's a huge way up here. How did this dude get way up here? How is he driving the Ferrari? How is he, how is his assets worth a million bucks? How is he a black belt, right? That's because of the micro choices that were made every day. One donut ain't going to change you. Yeah. But one donut for 365 days will. Yep. You see? Yep. But same thing with bad choices. Yes. Bad choices. One time on the internet, looking at the wrong stuff. Yep. No big deal. No big deal. Anybody can change from that. Hey, man, watch that video. Man, my bus back up on the bud path. Not going to change you. Mm-hmm. 365 days will. That's it. You know? And so what happens is the bad turn. And, you know, you watch a guy who has a good marriage and all of a sudden he's divorced. She's taking all this stuff. He's alone. He's in the bottom. How did that happen? Texting that girl late at night. Yep. Getting on Facebook. Jumping into the DMs. And then it becomes a habit. Next thing you know. 30, 60, 120 days later, you know, and so it's the tipping point. So that one step might seem insignificant, eating the apple a day, 
Right. You know, going to class on Saturday like you did today, you know, jump in and do jujitsu. <laughs> I'll tell you what, on the way there, I was like, bro, I don't even want to come out. <laughs> uh, hey, you, dude, we were getting after it on Friday. I'm proud of you guys. So let's, let's, uh, so we're here uh, at, it's technically we're on the Greybeard ammo side right now. Yeah. Uh, but your MMA side is Greybeard Forge. Yeah, Greybeard so That's Forge. one of your uh, many uh, things you're doing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this until you were talking about it just a little bit ago. I didn't realize it was a nonprofit. I know I've already, I've always known you do, you know, your Saturdays for uh, veterans and law enforcement, which is obviously awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you. Passionate about that too. You know, you got Travis here today. He's president of Weedify, mm-hmm. um, which is an outstanding organization. Man, thank you. Um, which is crazy. How many people do you think we had on the mat today? I mean, on a Saturday at zero seven. Yeah, I, th- I drove an hour. Travis from freaking Stuttgart. That's that's yeah. further than me. Yeah. Uh, people travel all over. I think we had close to like thirty people on yeah, the mat on a Saturday. Definitely over twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trish came from Cabot too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like these are these are you know we're talking about hour drives and uh, and over half are law enforcement and veterans, and then we allow Patriots to jump in and help as well. Yeah, so, I, it's healing for these dudes and chicks. Yeah, and I love that. So I didn't know that, like I said, I didn't know that your tuition goes into a pot, which, you know, buys the, the, you know, you got the drinks and everything now, and it also pays for people that can't afford its tuition. That's right. It's a pay it for gym. Yeah. So we opened up a nonprofit. So what he's talking about is one building, one building, me and my buddy, Rob Heffley, he's my best buddy. We have a podcast too called um, Forged by Fire that we do. We're trying to re-kick that back up, but um, he's my best buddy. He owns a building and half of the building is a gun store. The other half is a gym. Yeah. You're welcome, America. <laughs> America. You know, only thing I'm missing is we sell bald eagles, right? But <laughs> So um, on my side of the gym, you know, gym and we have a guy who runs it. His name's uh, Adam Barron. Yeah. He's the gym manager. He's a black belt as well, uh, BJJJ, BJJ black belt. And so what we did is we opened up a nonprofit and we realized that we had a we realized we had an underserved populace, which is veterans and first responders. They're just underserved. And so some people can't afford it, especially in the state of Arkansas, median officer in Arkansas, making 40,000, dude. Dude, it's not, I mean, and, and, and I'm going to ask it, and jiu-jitsu costs what, 100? I was about to say, jiu-jitsu, a lot of places. Is 100, 100 150 bucks. bucks a month. And so what we decided is do a nonprofit and do a sliding scale. So if you're disabled, say you're 50% disabled, I think it's like 50% of your tuition off. Wow. You know, if you're 100% disabled, I think you pay 10 bucks a month. Okay? And then patriots are allowed to come here and train. So yeah. patriots is someone who never served in the military uh, or is not a first responder, but they want to come and be part of the group. They pay full tuition, but that tuition goes into a pot and pays for other veterans and first responders who can't afford it. Yeah, so it's like going to Starbucks, right? You pull up in the Starbucks and you don't you, you pay for the person behind you. Yeah, 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 pay yeah, yeah, pay it forward. And people say, Ryan, why do you allow Patriots if it's a veteran first responder gym? Is because they're part of the healing process. Yeah. I remember when I came back from Iraq, my second tour, I hated civilians. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did. I hated them, bro. Like, I, I was angry towards them yeah. because they were griping about being in Walmart yeah. and about in line. Yeah, I got to wait in line. Yeah, wait in line and blah, blah, you know, and I'm like, dude, I watched this teenage boy ride a donkey for three hours to get a watermelon to drive back to go back to feed his family. Yeah. Like a little cut, things of corn, you know, like right. he went, he drove all the way across the, on a donkey cart 
three hours to a market to feed his family. His family lives in a clay hut with dirt floors. Yep. And then we come back to America where literally, I was telling my family this, just rattle your brain around this. When you go to a restaurant, it's royalty. Right. In other countries, think about this. You walk into an establishment, you sit down, you clap your fingers, snap your fingers, raise your hand, and someone comes over and they wait on you. You eat your food that someone else cooked, yep. and then you get up and leave your trash there. That is royalty. I told my kids this. I said, you will act right, and you will treat the waitress or waiter right. Yep. Because in other countries, this is how royalty eats. Yeah. But in America, well, it's my hard-earned money. Okay, I want you to understand you're spoiled. In other countries, oh, only royalty sure. gets this. You know, and so... I hated civilians for a long time. I just, I had a real anger towards them. And then what I realized is I started jujitsu and they were training with us and they're savages. They're yeah. savage, yeah. Civil, like Chuck Clausen, yeah. you know, uh, dudes in our city that are just, they're warriors, man. They just never joined the military right. and they care about America. They vote right. They care about their freedoms. Mm -hmm. They fly an American flag in front of their house. And they come and train. And so now veterans like me who hated civilians now start to love civilians and realize, man, there are good people still in the world that are willing to fight for the right things that still have a warriorship in them. Yeah. And so that's kind of how the gym has patriots, veterans and first responders together, you know, and the gym's been growing, man. It's good. We've had, you know, we had Chad Robichaud here. We've had uh, uh, Cody Kellison, who's uh, BJJ uh, black belt and judo black belt, yeah. Travis Larson. We got other people, uh, my buddy William Radabaugh, who uh, MMA fighter, uh, Marine Corps martial arts, combatives at the highest level. So we've had some people come in and help serve and raise money, and I'm excited for it to grow. And I love when you're here too, man. It's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome what you're doing, man. I love it. It's, uh, it's a beautiful gym. It really is. Thanks, dude. I, I I think um, I was talking. What was the I forget the lady's name that was here, but she's oh the one who's doing her master's yeah. degree. Uh, what is her? La I cannot remember her last name right now. Uh, yeah, she's doing a study on mental health for combat veterans yeah. and what works. And yeah, I was talking to her a little bit. Um, you know, the, the jujitsu is one of those things, man. Like. It, it, Chad talked about it, and we I know we talk about it as therapy. But Chad talked, uh, Robichaud talked about it, where you you even you know we I have PTSD. I don't know if you do. You know, all these guys have PTSD. Like <clears throat> when you're about to get choked unconscious, you're not thinking about all the crap you went through. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, and and like I said, I didn't want to come today. Like I, I got you know I was snuggled up next to my beautiful wife. And yeah, like, man. Got drive an hour. <laughs> yeah. Got to get beat up again after just getting beat up for the last two days. Of work, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, well, I know I'm gonna be glad I did afterwards because yeah. it, if you're having a crappy day and you get to get choked or choke somebody else out, you're gonna feel better afterwards. Yeah. See, people don't understand that. So, do there's a guy named um, there's a guy that I met through the Weedify Foundation. His name's Gino Calera. He did his doctoral doctoral dissertation on um, jujitsu as a resource for reassimilation for combat veterans into society. Wow. What, what does this mean? Okay, what does it mean? He, we say jujitsu saved our lives, right? And yeah. we love it, and we feel better. That that's <laughs> that's a kindergarten level right. of explanation. <laughs> he does it on a higher level yeah. and explains it. It's free. If you guys Google Gino Calera uh, dissertation. 
or, or Gino Calera veterans, it'll show up on a PDF. You can read it. Okay. Here's the thing uh, for people to understand. Why does it feel so good? Well, one, as a veteran, when I left the military, I have no more uniform. Yep. When you come in now, you have a uniform. Even though we might not like structure, we understand structure. Yep. And there's a structure in the gym. There's a pecking order. Men love pecking order. Men, you know, if you don't have a pecking order, men are, and everybody starts posturing. And that's why in the corporate world, it's a shit show. The reason why is there's really not a pecking order and everybody's jockeying for position. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But in the gym, we know the pecking order. Yeah. Like we know, and, it, and it's okay to be like, I'm not, I'm third in the list. Right. <laughs> I'm 32nd in the list. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's okay. And so we like structure. We like uniforms. We get praised for using violence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you choke your buddy, everybody's like, yeah, you choke your buddy, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's one of the most physical things you can do. And so you get a runner's high. You know how people talk about a runner's high? Yep. Where you get the chemical cocktail of endorphins and um, serotonin and all this stuff inside your brain. That's what happens when you get on the mat. And so people start to build what's called trauma bonds on the mat. Yeah. And when they build those trauma bonds, bro, that's what heals people. And so, yeah, I, th I think it's big. If you're if, like your listeners, if they're not training, I challenge them to train. And people say, Ryan, what's the difference between jujitsu and karate and Muay Thai? I've trained in all those. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've been doing martial arts for almost 20 years, started with stand up. Um, when, I, when I was like seven with a bowl cut, I had foam nunchucks, yeah. you know, so I did a little <laughs> bit of karate too, yeah, yeah. but, uh, when Chuck Norris was the jam right. and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, but when I really started doing martial arts was combatives and then Muay Thai with my old coach, Big Bill Dean before he died. And what I realized is jujitsu is one of the only, uh, martial arts you can train almost at full speed without injury. Right. Because you think about this, um, a baseball player to hit a home run. That imagine if I took the heaviest hitter in MLB, yep. put him on his knees and told him to swing for a home run. Right. He'd never do it. Nope. But if he stood up, he'd hit home runs. Mm -hmm. See, what happens? You take the hips away, you take power away. Yep. So now it's more of a technical battle. People could still get injured and they do, but it's less. You know, if you train Muay Thai and you train rough, I don't care how much pads you have. Yeah. You know, bro, <laughs> yeah. these aren't my real teeth. Right. <laughs> you know, I have fake teeth. Yeah. Because my teeth were all jacked up from punching and fighting and elbowing. Yeah. And that's one of those. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm hurting right now from the last two days. Like, and, and But it's a today, good hurt. But, like, I'm not injured, like you said. Yeah, be and, hurt. Hurt's okay. You know, um, when I went through GST, uh, you know, because we always have students. You, I know you've heard it over the years. Like, yeah. well, I'll just punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, all you right, would. Yes, you're copy. right. Check it out. Like you said, MLB player, right? Yeah. What's a, what's a, I don't know if you follow baseball, but this is how it was presented to me. What's a, um, like a, like a top hitter, like in the MLB, what's their average? Yeah, yeah. It's like a 300. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's 30%. Yeah. Okay. And you think of like boxing, what's uh, like a average successful hit rate for uh, like a top tier uh, boxer? Again, it's in the 30 percentile. So we're talking about dudes that are paid millions of dollars to hit things, have a 30 percent successful hit rate. And you, you Joe Blow, that doesn't ever freaking train. Yeah, he's going to yeah. punch somebody in the face uh -huh. in a fight yeah. that you've never been under that yeah. stress. And you yeah. expect that. It's not going to happen. What if you miss no. and you broke your hand? Yeah. Uh, oh, then I just shoot him. He just broke your hand. How yeah. you shoot him? Yeah. Here's the thing. that I just posted this on Facebook. You know, I just posted this recently and I use my Facebook as like a springboard for myself. Yeah. 
and I tell my students all the time is um, used to bees don't make honey. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, when I trained at fifth group, right, at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, I went down for the SOC P program, Special Operation Combatives program, and one of the instructors came out, and he was just like, hey, welcome to class. He's like, I don't care what you did. I don't care what schools. You're all professionals. I don't want to hear about what you used to do. Used to do. Used to bees don't make honey. He I'm said, right. I'm about performance on demand. What can you do today? Yeah. I don't want to hear about old stuff. And then I, you know, one of my old coaches also said that um, yesterday's punches don't win today's fights. So what does that mean? It means that we just need to be validating. There's too much. I call it LARPing. <laughs> live action role play in martial yeah. arts. People tell me what they would do. I would do this and break this and snap this off. And yeah, yeah exactly. And then like, like you ever watching those dust videos? Uh uh-uh. Detroit Urban Survival. Oh things. yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> if that floats his boat and that makes him happy and dude, I'm not I always love the ones where people will like, oh yeah, like I saw this in a, I saw this video and like somebody's pulling a gun at him. Yeah. And then the next scene is them with angel wings. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was working. Yeah, yeah. You lied to me, bro. You lied to me. Yeah. The uh, thing about it is for me is I'm a firm believer is put people in the fire. Yeah. You can't forge a knife without the fire, yeah. the fire, you have to put the blade into the fire and it changes the properties. That's why if you come to my class, when I do jujitsu, I, I don't teach as much. So I teach, yes, yeah. like say we have an hour, 20 minutes should be dedicated to instruction. The rest should be you in the fire because that's, that's where you're going to get your adaptation. It's going to change your body. You're going to start to learn. I don't tell my kid, Hey, the stove's hot. Yeah. What, what happens? Touches the stove and, 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 and guaranteed he didn't go through a five year series yeah. and lesson and go to college to learn that it's hot again. What did he do? That's how we learn. Like you yeah. learn, a guy puts pressure on you and he just melts you, crockpots you in jujitsu and you just, you feel like you're in a croak. You, I don't like this, so I need to frame. <laughs> and yeah. So, oh yeah, that's, that's you, how I learned between you and Rich, <laughs> smashing me yeah. to the top. Like, yeah. But I've gotten comfortable in that situation. Yeah, you, you 100%. And you've never you been, and you know, obviously we know, like, and I tell, because you know, I have a student right now that I'm going to, address this next week talking about he's like because he's a did boxing in the marines i guess yeah and i'm like first of all he's like 100 pounds i could probably just whip him across. yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah but i'm gonna bring up that story about like all right well you know the 300 like the 30 percent thing right yeah. yeah but okay if you punt like especially with law enforcement or in a in a violent encounter yeah if you take away one of your tools because you just tried to punch yeah. somebody uh-huh. and then you're like, well, this is really getting out of control. My hands hurt now. I'm going yeah. to have to shoot them. I have to go over reach for my concealed carry or as a law enforcement reach for one of my tools, but your hand's broken. Yeah. You might not be able to do it. Yeah. And that's freaking scary. People that have not punched people in the face a lot don't understand it. It's not like the movies. Right. Like, bro, my, my pinkies broke my, my knuckle. You yeah. see my level don't yeah. look the same, yeah. you know? Um, you, you, you will, can't beat your hand model career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just showing them my hands. My hands are all mangled. Yeah. You know, um, is you you break stuff. Yeah. You punch people in the face, especially in the like in the head. Mm-hmm. You know, like in like the cranium. You hit somebody in the lower jaw, the nose, the soft tissue. You know, is a little bit different. But you know, punching people is not the most ideal tool to to use. Yeah. You know, uh, when we punch with boxing gloves on and pads on our shin, all that stuff is good, but. Here's the thing that I say. At the end of the day, you know what I tell people? At the end of the day, 
don't talk about theories, test your theories. I don't know how many dudes that say I would, if this happens, you know, I would do this if they did that. That's a theory. You can't build things on hope. That's right. You have to test them. I say this a lot to my students. What you did in the past is an indication of what you can do. What you do today is a validation of what you can do. Does that make sense? So in the past is an indication. You still have those skills. I used to wrestle in high school. I used to wrestle. Now I'm 240. You know, yeah. when I wrestle, I, I don't know what I was in high school. I, and I got bad knees now. Yeah. So I could, st- I still understand the fundamentals of a single leg and a blast double, but I can't perform them like that. You know, I say this a lot too, like, and for your listeners is test your skills. Don't hope on your skills. Right. Like I say this a lot. I say like, if your wife, if your house is on fire, could you firemen's carry your wife out of the house? Mm-hmm. Most men say what? Or they think they could. Most men say yes. Yeah. And I go, how do you know? Right. Same thing with fighting. Yeah. Hey, hey could you fight? Most men say. Yeah. How do you know? Right. How, how do you? My grandma is a gangster knitter. <laughs> I don't go to her and talk shit and say, Grandma, I'll fuck your ass up and making sweaters. <laughs> She'd out knit the shit out of me. Yeah. I don't have the skill set. You yeah. see, when we talk about knitting. No man's gonna say something. Right. You know, if I say, Hey, bro, you know how to fight? The answer should be. Unless you're doing it daily. No, I don't. And I would love to learn, man. Can you show me? But instead we say, you don't know me, bro. I see red. When I see red. Uh-huh. You that know, means you're going to gas out real quick. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? I just, yeah. Put you on your back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mount you. And then you're gonna, yeah. You're so I would just, this is why I would challenge you guys. Uh, for your listeners that are listening. Uh, hey, man, I kind of like the conversation. I want to start training. What should I do? This is what you do. Go to a gym. I, ha- I have a four kind of questions you need to ask yourself one let your ego go man your your ego is literally the cap on your growth if you don't remove your ego you'll never grow you're going to stay comfortable doing what you're good at that's what most men do that's why boxers sometimes won't do jujitsu or jujitsu won't do stand up or you know why does it why is why does the dt guys they're the ones to shoot but the firearms guys on the range at police departments won't go to the mat Copy. Because they do what they're good at, right? Right. So remove your ego. Yeah. That's the big ego. So, okay, I'm removed my ego, Ryan. Now I want to find a gym. This is what you do. First thing you do is you walk into the gym. Does it smell clean? Because mm. if it's not clean, that tells you that they're not taking pride in what they do, and you're likely to catch some sort of disease. Staff, okay? So it should look and smell clean. Yep. Secondly, you need to look around and watch the student populace. Uh, is everyone just ripped? Is it just combat? Every role is a combat role. Is it, is it is a competitive role? I mean, like a competition role. Mm-hmm. You might be in a fighter gym, meaning that gym gets its self worth based on winning competitions and trophies yeah. and building fighters. And if you're in that type of gym, you're more than likely to get hurt if you're new. Okay. I'm not saying I've got nothing. I've trained at those gyms. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against those gyms. But I'm telling you, you'll have a higher chance of being injured in those gyms. Okay. Second, uh, third thing you need to do is talk to the head instructor and you need to ask them their background. What do they do? And then if you get any sense of ego from that person, you need to leave. Yeah. And then the lastly is, do you feel like family? So is the gym clean? Mm-hmm. Does it look like a meat grinder? <laughs> okay. Is your instructor a pompous e- egomaniac? And do you feel like part of a family? If it checks off that it looks clean, it looks safe, 
your instructor was very welcoming and you feel part of a family, sign up and start training today, yeah. man. It's it, you, it, it will benefit you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I remember when I first started training jujitsu, I walked in. It was a Gracie Baja gym in Oceanside. I was doing amateur MMA at the time. And so I thought I was good. Right. <laughs> and I walked into the gym and this dude, uh, Marcelo Pereira was his name. Uh, I think it was named Marcelo Pereira. He was the head black belt. And as soon as I walked in, he goes, hey, Poha, we've been waiting on you. And I was like, what? I turned around, looked over my shoulder like, yeah, you, my friend, come inside. Hey, everybody, I want to meet my longtime friend, Ryan. You know? No, he said, what's your name? I said, Ryan. He goes, this is my friend, Ryan. Everybody clapped. And I'm like, immediately, I felt like what? The guy was nice. I felt like part of a family. You know? And then... um right after that he knew he like he saw it in my eye and he's hey my friend you know you big strong marine i you know i could tell you probably lift tons of weight my friend i'm going to put you with this easy 16 year old blue belt okay he's not the easy 16 take it easy on my friend you know i knew, I knew jujitsu i knew basic jujitsu yeah. i mean i knew like marine corps martial arts and army combatives had basic stuff so i get in there and i grab this 16 year old kid and i try to kill him like wrapping my hands on his neck i'm snow plowing him around the mat and i was probably 215 at the time you know so i'm just rah, like and then all of a sudden he spins perfect technique bow locks my arm and i feel like it, my elbow is going to come through the opposite side of my yeah. arm and so i tap because i you know i know the rules and i tap and i look at him and i go you got lucky and the kid goes 16 year old kid goes yeah 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 i probably did go you want to go again and I'm like, yeah, I want to go again. So then I'm back on him <laughs> and I'm just trying to gorilla pound him, you know? Yeah. And he takes my back and he chokes me. And then I tap. And then we go again. And then it's it's tap, 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 tap. And finally, I remember just sitting there looking and then there's a, like this big pool of sweat. And I remember vividly, the, he's got blue mats and it's the, it was the slicker mats. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? And yeah. so I'm looking in and it's got a mirror effect. And I'm looking down on this pool and I see my face and I'm just like, what? And I look up and the head instructor's looking at me and he goes, you had a good time, my friend. You ready to sign up? And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's pay yeah. You know, like I just, yeah. the guy just, like I was questioning my whole life of yeah. martial arts. Like, what am I doing? You know, I knew how to be violent. I knew how to punch, kick, throw, you know, but I didn't, I, I didn't really spend time in that, that part of the art was the ground fighting, you know? And, uh, I realized that there's different levels of it. Yeah. You know, I knew the basics and, you know, I can muddle through it, you know, like, um, like a screw, I can, I can take it off with a hammer right. or I can use the proper, right, right, proper right. wrench, you know, and I wasn't using the proper tool and I signed up and it never stopped. And that's been, I don't know, since 2003, 2004 is when I started jujitsu. Yeah. Like all my buddies I started with, well, I say all my buddies, there's like four of them now, black belts, first, second degree black belts. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it is, man. Like, and, and everybody's journey is going to be different. And I, I think it was you that, you know, it's not about the the destination. It's about the journey. I know. <clears throat> but as you're young, you don't know that. Yeah. When I, when I was young, I was chasing the belts, you oh, know, yeah. and I wanted everybody to know. But I had dad issues, you know. I grew up in a, a really abusive home. And um, my dad never said he loved me, never said a good job, you know, all this stuff. So I wanted to prove to everybody that I was a gangster. <laughs> and so I would go into the gym and, I, dude, I hurt a lot of people. I mean, you had Daniel Shaw on the podcast. Yeah. I ended up breaking his nose in the Marine Corps. Oh, right. You didn't know that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was the head combatives instructor. He was the head firearms instructor for fasting okay. in the Marine Corps. 
and I accidentally broke his nose. I tore a guy's AC. I was just a, a big, angry gorilla, yeah. you know, and um, I realized that I was chasing validation. I wanted other people to say that this guy's the toughest guy on the mat. Yeah. And I realized, one, I'll never be the toughest guy on the mat. One, I'm getting older. And, and two, there's people that are way better than me. And so um, I just realized that chasing validation is bad. Mm -hmm. And so when you get people to realize as a white belt, you don't have to prove everything, man. Your jujitsu journey is your jujitsu journey. You know, my buddy Ford Jacobs, him and I started uh, jujitsu together um, back in 2003. We fought amateur MMA. We did pancreation together. He said something so powerful. He told my students, he came here, we brought him in for a mm -hmm. seminar and he said, um, he said, your jujitsu is your jujitsu journey. Mm -hmm. He said, do you know, I go to the gym. He said, I can't remember how old he is. He's old enough that I tell him he farts dust. That's yeah. old. He's, <laughs> but he, um, he says, you know, I go to the gym and I tap out to purple belts and blue belts. And he said, I tap out to everybody. Right. But then I go to IBJJF and I destroy people in my own weight class. Yeah. So he said, your wins and losses don't determine your value. And yeah. he said, like you and I, like we compare ourselves together, right, as jujitsu, mm -hmm. but you and I will never fight in the same weight class right. and we'll never fight in the same belt level and the same age level. Yeah. So why are we comparing ourselves in practice to somebody that we're never going to compete against? And you can take that even outside of jujitsu, right? Mm -hmm. You should not yeah. compare yourself to other people, right? Because, 100%. You know, and... Comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. It robs you of joy. It does, man. And, and that's just so much. And you can, it's so easy to do that. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, why does, you know, next door neighbor have this nice car? You don't know. They might be working harder than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. He might be, um, you know, what do they call it? A trust fund baby. You yeah. don't know. But it could be that he works harder. It could be got You know, we don't know. Yeah. That I, comparison yeah, can really destroy even a marriage. I know we talked about we, in our marriage groups and stuff like. Yeah. If, if you know, your wife starts comparing your neighbor's things, you know, that that's a sign you guys need to readjust your focus towards God more than than uh, those things too. Like 100%. Comparisons. And it's on the mat too, martial yeah. arts, man. Martial arts, you know, you come in here, you know, our our head um, jiu-jitsu coach, I mean, uh, I'm kind of the head jiu-jitsu coach, but um, in title, but our gym manager, you know, Adam Barron, his jiu-jitsu is better than mine. I mean, like, and if I was to compare my jiu-jitsu to his, I, I, there could be a deficit there. Yeah. But I have to be comfortable enough as a man to say, his jujitsu is not my jujitsu. I'm on a different journey. Mm -hmm. Adam Barron's never been in the military. Dude, I'm busted up. I'm missing a PCL. Right. My real deep <laughs> fingers crooked, you know, yeah. bad back. I'm yeah. one injury away from never training again. Right. He He's still in his, I mean, I, I think he's 40 to 1, you know? So and he's never been in the military, bro. He never rucked a yeah, rucksack before. Military age. And <laughs> yeah. We, we say, I think, like, just, uh, Every year is like three years. Every year in the military <laughs> yeah. is like three years. If you were yeah, hundred percent. People say, uh, "Oh man, you're you say that your back's hurt and whatever." You know, you're only forty three, and I'm like, "Bro, I'm high mileage though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 2023 that's yeah. been driving around the United States a couple times." You yeah, know, exactly. So yeah, comparisons the thief of joy. But I challenge your listeners, man, if you want to do one thing that will change your life immediately, get into a gym. Get into a gym your physical strength, your mental health. And if you got a good gym like my gym, we worry about your heart and spiritual health. Um, every day at the end of, end of class, I do what's called a mindset minute. My old coach did it. 
and he spoke life into me, man. He, he would just share what's normally on his heart and he would give this little things of wisdom. Not that he's some guru, just little things of wisdom. And it changed my life. And I said, if I ever get in a position where I can do that, I'm going to do it for my folks too. And, um, man, really cool is we, uh, uh, post videos on TikTok at uh, I think it's called Mindset Minute Actual. I think it's called. Okay. And um, dude, the Five Friends video just hit 20 million views. Yeah. Um, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was here for that. That was I think you had a seminar for the guys that that came back from Origin and they showed us some stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you want to hit on that real quick? Uh, what about talking about the five friends? Yeah, the five friends. <clears throat> this is this is big. Yeah, I can't. Um, just off the top of my head, it was actually not my sermon. Um, it was one of our pastors from church uh-huh. that uh, talked about five friends that you have to have, and one of my buddies shared it with me. He just, you know, he said, "Hey, dude, this is a really cool," and he and he texted it to me, and so then I tried to uh, internalize it, and. Um, and shared it with uh, the jujitsu crew. Um, And off the top of my head, I can't remember. I know you have to have a spiritual friend, a confidant. Uh, You have to have um, a ride or die friend. And then you, you know, lastly, I think that's four or five. You have to have a hitman. you know, and the hitman is like, Hey bro, some stuff went down. Well, I'll go grab a bat. We're going to roll out. No questions asked. And so as you need to have those people in your life and uh, I'm going to challenge you to go watch the video, man, and tell, and tell Paul what you think about it. Uh, it's really cool. And dude, I was stopped in two different states. Mm-hmm. I was stopped in Florida and Colorado. So Paul and I, we travel sometimes for work and uh, I travel for work and business. So not uncommon. You might see my big old grape walking through an airport, but this guy stopped me and he said, Hey man, did you post that five friends video? And I was like, yeah, and we're in Colorado. Yeah. I have no idea who this guy is. And he said, I just want to let you know, I've been a shitty friend. Hey. He said, I don't have anybody in my life. And I said, Hey, Man, that takes a lot of balls to say that. Yeah. I said, here's the thing. You can have the friends you want in your life. Who are you emotionally investing in? Because you have to put money into a bank. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pull money out. Have you ever had one of those friends that you never see? You don't see him for six months and then they call you and say, hey, man, I'm moving on Saturday. Yep. Hey, dude's down empty, bro. No, go move your own shit. <laughs> you know? But what happens is the guys who are always there in your life, you know what I mean? Your wife has a baby, they're there for you. You're going to a down to there for you. And then he says, I need to help move. What do you do? You stop everything. You go help the dude move. Right. So what happens is we have to have friends in our life. We have to have friends. Oh, I'm a lone wolf. Now, tell me how that's working out for yeah, you. Right. I tell you, you have to have friends. I, told, I say this all the time. I think I said it today. Mindset minute. If you want to go far in life, you got to go with friends. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. And you'll burn out. And even even with the friends things too, man, it's like, it, it, you know, we were talking about different ways you can change your life just by what you listen to, eat, et cetera. And who you hang around. Yeah, because if you if you take a, 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 a check, you know, account of what you, who your friends are, yeah. you know, if you're around a bunch of alcoholics, you know, smoking cigarettes, don't work out. Yeah. Talk, trash talk their wives. Yeah. You know, fill in the blank. I tell, it's negative things and you don't want to be a part of that. You don't <clears throat> want to make a change in our life. Yeah. yeah. It might hurt. It might be your, might, might been your friend since kindergarten, but he's a POS. Yep. I, I told him, I, I told my son, I told him, I said, um, you show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Copy. Yeah. There's, there's a research out there that says that 
uh, you are the mean sum of your top five friends. So like that, that's pretty big. And I'll be honest, man, I had to do exactly what you, you did about five, six years ago. I had some dudes that would play poker. You know, we'd sit around. It was kind of a big deal. We all drink and play poker. And it was kind of a good deal just to bond. I have nothing against poker. But the conversations that were had was bitching about work, complaining about their wives. Mm. Everything was just negative. And so I stopped going. And, man, they were kind of, you know, emotionally shaming me about it. And, dude, it was great for me. And then what I realized after pulling back from the poker, I started doing a – a mental inventory of my friends. Yeah. And I said, do, we, do they talk about people? Do they talk about things or do they talk about dreams? Mm-hmm. Do they talk about people, things, or dreams? And people that talk about dreams, people where they're going, what they're doing, and they care about your dreams. Yeah. Those are the people I started to hang out with. The people that talk about people are the people who work. Oh, man, work sucks. You hear about Frank, what he's doing, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bro, I ain't got time for that shit. And then things is, hey, man, do you hear about my new car, this and that? Those are things, worldly things. Those are going to go away. Dreams, where are you going? What do you hope to accomplish? I got one friend, every time I see him, he goes, what are you working on, bro? Yeah. Tell me, what's your next step? You know, and it causes me to dig out these things that I want to accomplish, you know? Yeah. Those are the dudes I want to hang out with versus hearing something about somebody about bitching at your work. Yeah. Hey, man, the winds of life blowing us all, bro. Welcome, welcome to the dojo. This is called life. Nobody makes it out alive. (laughs) (laughs) Don't surrender. Yeah, don't surrender. (laughs) That was funny yesterday. Uh, You, we, we have a guy that we're working with. I'm so proud of him, man, Kirk. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna have him on. I've told him a couple times now because he, he was over 300 pounds at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And he did the 75 hard, which I know you did too. Yeah. It's and, hard, man. And for those that don't know, it's, you know, 75 days. So it's no alcohol, drinking water, uh, exercising twice a day. One has to be outside. And um, you have to read. Read. You have to read 10 pages. Yeah. Which he was reading I, the Bible. Yeah. Me too. He <clears> lost, <throat> he's down to like 280 or something like that. Yeah. It he's might lost be even like less 50, than that. 50 pounds. Yeah. But he's still a freaking ox. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, you you just you talking to Grant, our other black belt at work, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna give him a stripe." Yeah, he deserves like, hey, it. We got we got to smash him. I was like, "Dang, man, I was trying to chill out today, just having some good, <laughs> yeah. you know, flows." And dude, we all smashed him. You know, we got yeah, you know, two black belts over there. We have uh, Rich, who's a sandbagging black belt. He's been yeah, you know, he's he's a two time you know world champ. Yeah, you know, brown belt, brown belt, but, but he should be a black belt, a hundred percent. You know, we and then me, I'm just a big, you know, dude. Blue, blue belt, yeah, and, the bulldozer. Yeah, so and I was the first one up, and I'm like, I, I told him, like, oh, my pre workout spots kick in. So he just thought that I was hitting him hard because I <laughs> took some pre workout. But yeah, afterwards, uh, he realized and he called me yesterday and he's like, man, I appreciate you so much. And you know, like, you know, that was that was good. And it was so funny though. You kept we we kept asking, like, hey, you good? You got you know, you good? Because he was like, he was zombie eyes, bro. He was, he was barely there. But he's like, "What? You guys tired?" <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> All right, copy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, he's a great example of um, most men. You know, most men that I meet, 
they live in the past, man. They yeah. accomplish something big. And then what we do is we put it on a pedestal mm-hmm. and then we bring all of our friends over to the pedestal and point at it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, have you ever been to an, uh, I love me room at someone's house yeah. where they have all their certificates yeah. or the buck, you know, that they shot. Yep. And so what we do is men, we're really good at that. We're really good. Yes. And that's what Macaulay was doing. Macaulay was lying to himself, man. He, you know what I used to do? I worked with special operations and I was in charge of, you know, major crimes in a major metropolitan city. And and he did all that. It was very true. Mm -hmm. But that's old stuff, dude. Like he was 300 pounds and like he would talk about being in a fight and I'm like, bro, you can't, that's, that's a lie. Yeah. But then guess what? <clears throat> he had an honest conversation with himself. Yep. He turned and looked in the mirror. I say this all the time is don't telescope other people. I mean like searching for something. Don't right. telescope other people. Microscope yourself. Mm. So turn the telescope. Yeah, it says something about that in the Bible talking about, you know, uh, for your, uh, uh, pull the log out of your eye. Oh, I can't. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, don't look something about splinter and somebody else, but pull the own log out of your yeah, own eye. So yeah, before mm-hmm. you're looking for other people, other people's problems and you know downfalls. You know, yeah, look at yourself. That's good though. I like that with the telescope and the in the uh, microscope. microscope. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the stuff that I get, a lot of people say, "Hey Ryan, where'd you learn that from? Where'd you say that?" It's out of the Bible, man. Yeah. Like, and here, here's something for your readers. I mean, for your listeners. Some people say like, "Oh, Ryan, I'm not. I, you know, I like Paul, and that's why I listen to his podcast. I'm not a Christian yet." Dude, you don't have to be, you know, when I first was broken and I, you know, I didn't, I knew God always existed yeah. because like when I was in combat, man, there were some times that, bro, I, hey, they, they say there's no, God doesn't exist, but yeah, hey, dude, hey, somebody in a foxhole. Yeah. What do they say? They said, the first no, thing they do, they start praying, bro, go, go ahead and get shot at and yeah, tell me, you know? Me. And so I knew God existed, but I didn't really have a relationship with him. And one guy challenged me to read Proverbs and Psalms. And just those two books, anybody, I don't care if you're religious or not. If you're just want to be a good person and you want to be successful, I've read Proverbs. I mean, it's just the book of wisdom. Yeah. And then if you want to, if you're a warrior, right. And it's because a lot of people think like the Bible is this passive, you know, Jesus is some passive dude and you know, God is, it's it's all about love and all this stuff. Go read Psalms. <laughs> Psalms is the warrior book. Yeah. That's what got me into the Bible was reading Psalms, like talking about God's my war hammer. You know, I pursued all my enemies in Deuteronomy. It says I pursued all my enemies and crushed and there's no one left. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That, that, that doesn't sound like Care Bear yeah. religion to me. That sounds like rough, rugged, and tough. And so yeah. stuff that sp- spoke to my heart. So I would challenge dudes to go seek the wisdom out of Proverbs and um, the book of Psalms. You know, and then it could just jump, jump start you, you know, and, and that's, that's what, uh, you know, the whole premise around this podcast came for me in Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, um, and you know, short it's, uh, where iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. That's exactly right. And you know, that's what we're doing with jujitsu. That's what we're doing. Yeah. When we're teaching that's, you know, so good dude. Ball. And, um, we're, you know, we're a little over an hour now and I could sit here and talk with you for yeah six hours but I maybe we'll, we'll you get know, a little upset yeah yeah maybe um <laughs> you know next time you know i didn't really go into a lot of my history man um some people always say ryan how are you the person that you are i'm i'm, I'm nobody special yeah. right but i would say god has given me a platform to impact numerous people and help people right and that's what i'm trying to do with this yeah thing. and i think you are um but i think what happens is is telling people their backstory i mean yeah. When people, I had one guy tell me last month and it really pissed me off. And normally I don't. I'm pretty even kill guy. 
he said, uh, man, it must be nice to be silver spooned. <laughs> and dude, it caught, I've never had somebody say that to me. You know, I drive a saline Mustang, you know, really, you know, one of the newer models. I live in a big house. I am doing all these things. I have a business. Yeah. I'm teaching it here, you know, gray beard, um, all these things. And from the outside, it looks like this dude's just, yeah, you know, rich. Must it, somebody handed him something, right? And dude, it caught me off guard, man. I stopped and I was like, "What? Like this is what?" And so he doesn't know my backstory. Yeah, he doesn't know that I grew up in an abusive home, ate out of garbage cans because I was homeless. Like, you know, been punched, kicked, spit on. I've been, I got a scar on my chest that looks like a bullet hole. It was a cigarette butt burn. Like, people don't know that. You know, never. Dad never said he loved you. You know all these yeah. things, and then you grow up, and then, and then you you go to the military, and then you watch your buddy get mortared and killed. And so when you hit the bottom of the ocean, you now know what darkness looks like, and you truly appreciate the light. You, you also know? have two options when you're down there. Yeah, you can drown, you can drown, or bounce up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I tell people all the time. Uh, you know, I just spoke to I, I spoke to two football teams recently. That's one another one of the that. another one of the things oh, yeah. that one I of, do. One of his titles. Yeah, one <laughs> of the titles. Yeah, motivational speaker. Um, I went and talked to these dudes. I went and talked to Conway High School football team, and then I went and talked to um, the UCA University of yeah. Central Arkansas baseball team. And one of the African-American kids came up to me and said, he said, you don't know where I've been. You don't know. He said, I'm trying to be a better man, but I've done some real bad things. And I've been a part of real bad family. Mm. I said, good. And he looked at me all weird, like confused. I said, how do you, sl how do you launch something out of a slingshot? You pull that motherfucker all the way back. Mm. You pull all the way back until there's no more room. And then when you let go, what happens? If I barely pulled it back in life, just barely pulled back the slingshot and let go, it would just over the other side. But when I ripped something all the way to the back and let go, those are the dudes. You look at dudes that that own businesses and 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 are just killing it at life. Like my buddy PJ Craddaville out of Texas, shot and killed people in Iraq, grew up kind of in a rugged, made some bad decisions, touched the bottom of the ocean. Now he's a multimillionaire. You know, so what happens is he, he was letting his circumstance become his identity. Yep, exactly. No, let it be a launch pad. You know, here's the thing I'll tell your listeners, man. I'll tell you too. Your story is a key that opens up numerous cages. Yeah. And I hope like Mike, people say, Ryan, you always motivate people and you say these mindset minutes, whatever. It's because that slingshot was ripped to the point where there was nowhere else to go on the bottom. Yeah. I had nothing to do but to launch up. And so you have your story, your podcast has key to many cages that get, get open. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so um, yeah, before – that's so good, though. I, I'm not like excited. We could do this for hours, but um, – I appreciate you having me on. I love talking to you. I'm proud of you, dude, watching you where that. you came all the way to this podcast. And I hope your podcast blows up. I hope people listen to you. Um, yeah, we'll do it again for sure. Um, if you send me the link, I'll put it on all my social media accounts awesome. as well. Um, before I wrap this up, I want to ask you, um, obviously we're, I identify as masculine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you do too. Yeah. But uh, also, so, so, you yeah. know, right. It's also is we're, we, we're definitely Christians. Yeah. We love Jesus. Uh, so I want just to get what you think, what is your perspective of what a masculine Christian man is? Mm. 
That's really good. Um, I think the number one, I think the number one thing that identifies two, actually, I'm going to say two things, and they're equally important, and it can't be like a seesaw. It needs to be even across, right? And that's um, the capability of violence and ego, no ego, humility. Mm -hmm. I believe a good Christian man is capable because what happens is you think a Christian man, you think this guy in a suit, love, don't yeah. be, be quiet, fall into the rules, whatever. No. Look at King David. Yep. He was a gangster. Or he was killing lions and bears. And then all of a sudden some giant shows up and he's like, yeah, your whole country sucks. And he's like, bro, you don't know me. Slingshot to the forehead and then cut his head off and brought it back. A lot of people don't know that. You don't tell, in the children's story, you say, oh, he hit him with the rock. They oh. also don't know that he had stones for his giant brothers. Too. Yeah, that's right. He was ready to kill them all. them all. But he was a gangster. Okay. And so I think a good Christian man is a violent uh, man. And sometimes violent gets put in a bad category. Violent means capable. Okay. But I also know that a good a Christian warrior in a garden. Well, well, yes. I agree with that. Is a humble man. Yes. Humble. Like people should not know you're a violent man. They should almost say that guy's soft. You know? Probably, yeah. Like that guy's soft. Yeah. Um, that guy's not as good, you know, everybody says that he fights, but I don't know if he's that good. Yeah. Like that should be the story. You should not have to project cause you know, you get your validation through God. So I think, I think a capable man and I think a humble man, um, also, uh, a, a man that serves mm-hmm. that those are like the three pillars for me, like the triangle yep. that lets me know that that is a good dude. The people that I hang around, the people that I love are guys like you, Grant, um, guy we work with, some other people that are just, they could rip the skin off your face, but they, dude, but you would never know. Yeah. You know, I love capable, violent people that will never tell you, you know, and then also the serving part. Uh, The guys that are Christian men are the ones that are looking for the people in their circle that are hurting and they're putting out the olive branch. Hey, bro, how do, how can I help you? Um, somebody's being bullied. No, not today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that is what a Christian man is to me. Loves his family intensely, and that's part of the service part. Sure. Will die for his family, will serve his family, is loyal to his family, loyal to his friends, serving, violently capable, but yet ridiculously hum- humble knowing that none of his talents come from him, come from the man upstairs. That's, That's what I believe is a Christian warrior. Love that. Yeah, come on, man. We need to make a T-shirt. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Hey, all you need is Jesus, jiu-jitsu, and BC powder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I cuss a little bit, but I love Jesus. That's you know, right, like, yeah. that. we need that shirt. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, just real quick. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people, the big misconception, and I'm guilty of it back in the day. Like, yeah. people see Christians and they're like, "Oh, you need to be you know, not swear, not drink, and that." Yeah, yeah. Copy. I'm not Christ. I'm Christian. I'm trying to be more Christ-like, dude. That's so good. So let me say two things. You mind if I say two things real quick? Hey, man, so one, mm-hmm. one is uh, I asked my pastor this. Uh, I had a guy call me out, man. He said. Uh, he said, dude, you, you cuss and you drink, and, and um, but you say you're a Christian. I don't understand it. And I felt convicted. Yeah. So I went to talk to my pastor. My pastor said this. He said, dude, it's called sanctification. He said, if you sin, we all know what sin is, and everyone's a sinner, right? And so he says, do you do what you did when you were 16? I go, hell no. He goes, do you do what you did when you were 20? And I go, no. He goes, you're not going to be doing at 60 what you are now. 
that's an upward spiral. Yes. And what that is, is you do something, you know, it's bad. You confess it and you repent. And that's an upward cycle. The downward spiral is I do something, I hide it and don't tell anybody. And I do it again. And that's a downward spiral. Yep. And you watch people in life that just downward spiral. What happened, man? He owned a business and now he's, mm-hmm. you know, homeless drunk, you know, like how to, cause he, he hit it, never confessed, never told you know, versus the upward spiral. Secondly is, um, man, people need to understand that Christian doesn't mean you're perfect. No. You know, what Christian means is that I believe in Christ. I believe in Jesus, that he died for my sins. And I believe that, um, uh, uh, essentially that is it, that I, that, that, that Jesus died for my sins and he is my savior. He's my ultimate savior. And here's the thing. You don't, you don't take a shower before you get in the shower. Right. Just get in the shower. What that means is, dude, well, I need to get better. I need to get my life right before I go to church. No, just jump in the dang shower dirty. And what happens is when you start to build a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's going to tell you what to get rid of you. You're going to agree on it with it. You and him are going to start walking together and you're going to start to agree what needs to go out of your life. You know, you don't take a shower, get clean, then jump in the shower. Right. No one does that. Go right. go to church broken. That's the problem with the church. Yeah. The problem with the church is they think everyone in the church is, is, is – that's the problem with the church. Everybody's judgmental. Mm. That what happens is – and I'm not even a big fan of church. I go to church, uh, and you, ha- you need a populace around you. Sure. You need a community. But um, y- your pastor needs prayer. <laughs> the, 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 the couple that looks perfect in the suits, mm-hmm. they're, they're sinning. Yep. Everyone in that church is sinning. You know what I mean? Only, and so the only person that's ever walked this earth that didn't sin was Jesus Christ. I love what you and said, man. I'm probably I, ever will. <laughs> I love what you said, and I'm probably gonna steal that or borrow it. I'm gonna give you credit, but I love what you said. Is you said, um, I, uh, I'm a Christian. I'm not Christ. Yeah. That's so good. And if people would understand that, the church has driven more people away from Jesus 100%. than other religions or anything else. Oh, you know, 100%. yeah. And I think the thing about it is, man, is building a relationship with him, realizing that he's a warrior and that, dude, he's always there with open arms, man. No matter what you've done, no matter how broken your life is, dude, just give him a chance. If you give him a chance and you build a relationship with him, you know, imagine an A gunner, you know, in the mm-hmm. military. You know, you're a machine gunner, yep. your ammo, yep. dude carries your ammo. That's a damn good relationship. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you're, you're a for- spotter. Yeah, you're yeah. a forward observer. And yeah. you spot targets for an A10. Yeah. That's a really good relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the driver of the tank and the tank commander. That's a really good relationship. Why don't you build it? Build a relationship with the man, and he's going to tell you what to get rid of. That's so good. Yeah, don't don't go don't get clean. Then jump in the shower. Jump in the shower dirty. Yep. You know, and if you've got good Christians around you, they're going to accept you for who you are. My best friends, like the guys I hang out with at work. I could come, I could go to jail tomorrow for doing some dumb crap. And I know that my dudes are not going to judge me. They're going to show up and say, Hey dude, you're a dumbass. Hey, we're here for you. You know, and, and your good Christian friends are going to call you out, man. Hey man, I'm not judging you. You want to drink like that? No big deal. But you know, you're not supposed to, man. You're drinking way too much. Yeah. You know, it's not, you're not having fun with friends. Now it's starting to become a problem. Right. You know, you're, ch- oh man, this hot chick. Hey, time out real quick. You're married, bro. Yep. You know, those dudes are going to help you. They're going to lift you up. So, man, really good. I'm very thankful that you allowed me to jump on the podcast. 
got tons of respect for you. You know, <laughs> the Matt Abram, yeah, you know, um, it's really cool to watch you where you've gone and where you're going. And I hope you stay in jujitsu until you're a black belt. And if you guys don't know Paul Tucker, dude, him and his wife, they're power couples. They, uh, I was very fortunate to actually be the one to officiate their wedding. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are powerhouse couple, man. They're both gangsters. They care about people. You know, when I talked about what's a good Christian man, that's Paul. Yeah, you know, he's it. violent, he's humble, and he serves. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's you're welcome, awesome, buddy. Man. Yeah, man. Um, so, one thing I'd have you pray us out and uh, we'll wrap it up. Okay, cool. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we want to humbly come before you today and just say thank you for this time on the podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we hope that this podcast reaches to people that, that need to hear it, dear Heavenly Father, that you turn their heart into good soil and that we could just throw the seeds onto good soil and it can change lives, dear Heavenly Father. Um, I want to personally say thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for being there for me when I'm a freaking idiot. And uh, you're always there to accept me back with open arms, dear Heavenly Father. Uh, thanks for modeling uh, to me what it is to be a good Christian warrior and allow me to walk those paths there. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for everything that's been brought into life. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that, you know, this podcast be a light for people as they listen. You know, the world's full of darkness, um, self-centeredness, ego, and that we could just, you know, throw a little light flashbang into people's lives. And you allow that, dear Heavenly Father. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for this time in your name. And the people said, amen. All right, y'all have a good week. God bless. Peace and hair grease. Yeah. <laughs>